headquarters of Ramsey Solutions. It's the Ramsey Show, where debt is dumb, cash is king, and the paid-off home mortgage has taken the place of the BMW as the status symbol of choice. This is the Ramsey Show. We help people build wealth, do work that they really love, and create actual amazing relationships. Ken Coleman, Ramsey personality, number one best-selling author, is my co-host today. Open phones at 888-825-5225. Ken is the host of the Ken Coleman Show, heard on 75 radio stations, multiple millions on podcast, and uh, has done two best-selling books so far, all in the area of career, helping you find the job, the career that you love. 888-825-5225. Thomas is with us. Thomas is in Boston, Mass. What's up, Thomas? Hi. Uh, thank you so much for taking my call. Sure. Um, well, I'm and I'm glad that you're doing better than you deserve. I love that phrase. Um, I'm 59 years old, and about a year ago, my father passed away, and we sold his house, and I received a portion of the funds um, along with my brothers, about $175,000. Um, about five years ago, I went through a divorce and I bought a small house, uh, that's appreciated in value about $128,000. So my question is, um, and I have, let's see, um, I'll just kind of give you the lay of the land. I have about a hundred thousand dollars in my IRA at my present job, uh, $53,000 in a rollover from a previous job, a small pension that will also come from my, my present job if I stay there until I retire. Um, and $75,000 in cash in my bank account. That's the other chunk of money that came from the sale of the house. I gave an investment company about $100,000 to invest. And and then lately I've been thinking, you know, I've been listening to your show for a couple of months now. And the thing that really struck me lately is just even though I'm older and I never made a ton of money in my lifetime, I've always been a working artist and the company I work for presently, I'm a, I'm a video 3d artist. I do a lot of animations and prototypical uh, videos for um, uh, engineers, um, scientific uh, videos. Hmm. Anyway, um, at this, at this time I thought to myself, you know, I bought this house, but gee, I could, Maybe I could pull the money back out of uh, the investment company that I, I put the money into. I, I know the market is not doing that great, and but I, you've, I've also heard you say that if um, you know you pull money out, you lose. It's like jumping off the roller coaster. So mm-hmm. you lose, even though the market's gone down in value a little bit. How much maybe, is your mortgage? So my mortgage is um, thirteen thirteen forty a month. No, 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 no. What's the balance? Oh, the balance to uh, two hundred thousand left. Uh, the house I bought for two hundred and seventy-eight thousand at the time. Okay, so if you used your cash and your hundred thousand dollar investment, you wouldn't have enough to pay it off. No, I. But I'd come pretty close. I'd, if I if I paid, uh, let's see, the hundred that I gave them or close to it, and the seventy-five that's in the bank. Um, I'd probably be forty thousand, thirty-five, maybe forty thousand out from paying it off. Um, and what do you in, make in the next year or two? I make about eighty thousand per year. Mm-hmm. Okay. And when did you put the hundred thousand into investments? Um, I started it in January. Yeah. So you got eighty thousand now. 
Yeah, it's gone down a bit. Yeah. And that's what I was wondering, whether to just leave it in there and let it come back and find some other way and just start doubling up like crazy or whatever and, and paying the house off myself. Yeah. So what I would do is take the 75 cash and throw it at the house, and then I would start okay. throwing money out of your income at the house as fast as you can, like you were saying, put another 40 on there. And yeah. by then, maybe the market will have come back up a little. Yeah. And, you know, if it got back up to 100, that'd be the time. And you were within striking range. But there's it, it um, because you're going to lock in a 20% loss right now, uh, mm-hmm. you bought high and sell low, I wouldn't lock it in because it doesn't get you out of debt. If it paid off everything, I'd be tempted. But yeah. you still got the house payment. Yeah. And so what I would do is just wait. So I'd throw 75 at it today, and I'd throw everything else I could get my hands on at it until – and then over the next months, uh, six months or something – Watch this stock market uh, recover, and if it gets back up in that hundred range, and it gets within where that hundred will pay off your house because you paid it down yeah. far enough, then I I'll, when I, when it'll pay off the house, that's when I pull it out. Okay, when it can pay it off. Okay. Yeah, no, because you've paid the house down to what where this account is at a hundred or so, and it's gone back up to a hundred. You see what I'm saying? Uh, I'm sorry. I, okay, I, so one seventy-five does not pay off your house. You owe how much? No, I owe two hundred thousand left. Okay, so you need to pay twenty-five thousand dollars down on this house before out of your income before you cash out this investment. Okay, and then if the investment is gotten big enough by that time that it will pay off the house one hundred percent, that's when I would pay it off. Okay, and that throw seventy-five great. at the house today. That's the mix of the thing. So, yeah, we don't time the market, Ken. We're not trying to jump in or jump out of the market on the um, uh, based on what's going on. Uh, and so if, if this would pay off his house 100%, I'd probably do it even with yeah. the market down. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't. He's still got the cash flow drain. He's still got the 1300 bucks a month going with his mortgage. And all we did was just lose 20%, lost 20000 bucks. Meantime, we could let that roller coaster ride on through the ride and see how it does a little bit while we're doing this, and that's why I'm trying to figure yeah. that out. For the for the new listener, the new viewer, uh, let's say that the market does recover, which we believe it will, obviously, yeah. and it gets it back up, right? Yeah. Um, why pay off the house uh, versus just continue to invest that 100000 Why would you recommend that? Well, uh, several reasons. One is that uh, all of our study of millionaires – and all of our anecdotal interaction with them for 30 years indicates that one of the key things that causes your net worth to get a million to 10 million, your first $10 million, is a paid off house, number one. There's a whole lot of data that indicates that that's a big part of people getting to a, a, a high level of a net worth, which helps you have stability. The second reason you have a paid off house, you're 59 years old. Mm-hmm. By the time we finish this routine, he's going to be in his 60s somewhere. Okay, now you do not want to enter your golden years with a mortgage. Uh, having a paid-for home gets rid of the largest line item in your budget. Mm-hmm. The biggest, the most expensive thing in the household budget is typically a mortgage. And, um, and if you don't have those expensive things in your budget, it requires a lot less to live. You've got a lot higher quality of life. You can do a lot of other things that you wanted to do in your golden years but couldn't do because you're strapped to a stinking house. I mean, you don't be 82 years old paying a mortgage. People do. They get stuck in that, but that's not that's not a target. That's not a desired future. So, good question. 
Open phones here on the Ramsey Show. We're glad you're with us. The phone number is Hey guys, George Camel here, and I'm so excited to tell you about the newest product from Ramsey. It's called Gazelle, and it's a digital banking experience that will help you spend and save the Ramsey way with banking services provided by Pathword NA. You'll get a single spending account with no monthly fees, and it's FDIC insured through Pathword NA. We're offering early access to our beta customers so you can help us make it the best experience it can be. Just go to RamseySolutions.com slash Gazelle to sign up for the waitlist today. Thanks for joining us, America. This Thursday, we're going to be hosting a free live stream event called the Real Estate Reality Check. There's rumors of the market crashing, rumors of it going up, rumors and rumors and rumors, and everybody's got an opinion and everybody's got a feeling, and feelings and opinions won't get you there, boys and girls. So what you need are facts, and then you can decide for yourself. Uh, I've predicted a whole lot of things correctly, and I've predicted a few things incorrectly. I said very resolutely in 2008 we were not going into a recession, and I was so wrong. It was unbelievable. <laughs> we obviously went into one. Uh, and, uh, you know, this time last year, I told you there was going to be a bunch of inflation. I was right. I picked that one. Okay. Uh, the real estate thing, I generally know because I have grew up in that business, and I've got a degree in that, which involves economics and other stuff. And so I feel really, really good about, analyzing the data there but i'll put the data out there for you i'm going to show you this charts and graphs and rachel cruz and george camel and i are going to discuss it um and uh rachel will be there she everybody likes rachel so that should be the nice part of the night her and george yeah and um then i'll just be you know uh the other guy and so anyway it, it, it spoiler alert the real estate market's not going to crash but we're going to show you exactly why we think that and then you can decide you decide what you want to do um you know, some of you have already made up your mind, but you made up your mind based on fat fear and having a discussion smoking pot with your brother-in-law. And, you know, the, you didn't have any facts that you were dealing with. And you were just, you know, you were just high and had an opinion, you know. And, and that there, there's a whole lot of people running around. And then they go buy a house the next week or don't <laughs> buy a house the next week because yeah. of this. And that's just dumber than a rock, man. So I don't mind if you disagree with me, but at least be intelligent while you're doing it. Okay, at least have have it based on facts, not on feelings and and bogus, you know, red herrings that you're chasing on some conspiracy theory. Don't cut it. So here we go. We're going to talk you through every bit of it, and then you can agree or disagree. If you've got someone that's kind of scared, but they need some hope, we're going to show them why there is real reason to have hope. Um, not just because we're Pollyanna, but because there's actual facts and data that there's reason to have hope. And so we're going to show you what's going on. Yeah, there's some crap going on out there, man. I mean, it's a mess. We're probably going into a recession, not officially yet. Uh, we've definitely got inflation that we've not seen in decades right now. 
Uh, is that going to stick around? We've got higher interest rates. I say high. They're not higher. They're higher. They're not high. It's still 6%. It's not exactly high. You're talking to a guy that listening to a guy sold real estate when rates were 18 and 15 in the early 80s. And people were buying houses. And it's credit card interest rates on houses. And so, you know, it, it's, you know, 6% is not high. But it is higher than three. Yeah. And so it's enough reason to be bothered about it. So that's the kind of stuff we're going to be covering. It's this Thursday, July the 14th at 7 p.m. Tell your friends it's free. Uh, Just go and register to watch it. Uh, We'll be broadcasting it from our website at RamseySolutions.com slash reality check to get signed up. We'll send you the link and voila, you'll be able to do it and um, make things happen there. Good stuff. All right, Melissa's with us in Mesa, Arizona. Hi, Melissa. How are you? Dave, I'm better than I deserve. How are you? Just the same. What's up? All right, so I'm on Baby Step 3B, but my question is about Baby Step 4. I'm a part of Arizona's retirement pension, which is a required 12%, and so I've already been contributing anyway through my Baby Steps 1, 2, and 3. You had to. But what I'm wondering is if I should start my baby step four by investing the difference in the market right now because it's down, and how much should I be doing to get to my 15%? Yeah. Okay. Well, here, the you know, you, you have to do the 12%. As you said, it's mandatory. It's not an option. So we right. recommend, as you know, in baby step four, putting 15% of your income. So you're certainly going to put in at least 3%, right? Okay. 12 plus 3 to get you to 15, right? Yep. Okay. Now, I discount the pension somewhat for two reasons. One is you have absolutely no control over what it's invested in. They decide. Now, I'm not I'm not predicting that the Arizona pension is weak and is going to go, you know, going to go belly up and you're going to lose your money. I don't think that's going to happen. Okay? But I but you don't have any choices here, and when you don't have choices, you don't have control of your destiny. So, I don't I don't I can't mathematically treat that the same as when you put money in your 401k and you have the choice. Follow me? Yeah. The second thing is that pensions are more highly regulated in that because so many of them did go broke back in the day that the, uh, the federal regulations on pensions require them to invest so much more conservatively than you would or I would that the rate of return on the pension sucks. And so most yeah, pensions, seven. seven, yeah, about seven is where they're going to set. Uh, they're going to invest just aggressively enough to get up to that. And after that, they've met their guidelines and they don't want to, they don't want to take any chances and they don't want anybody leaning in on them from the government reg off regs, looking out over their shoulder or something like that. So you can depend on seven where, you know, in my mutual funds, I've been investing for 30 years. I've averaged about 12. Okay. Right. So that that's a big difference. Uh, if you got eleven, maybe it'd still be a big difference, right? If you average what the S and P five hundred has. So uh, for the, because it's not going to perform as well, and I don't have control over it, I don't want to count it at a full twelve percent. So I'd put in at least five percent more in addition to this. And if you so want to get it, yeah, yeah, and so you'd be at, at seventeen effectively instead of 15, okay. but we're kind of discounting that 12 a little because you don't have control of it and because it's got a poor rate of return. That's how I view it. Now, you can do whatever you want to do, but that's just that's my analysis of it and what I would do if I woke up in your shoes, that, that kind of a thing. And, Ken, we're seeing in the job market the pensions are just about gone. 
Yeah, and, and, and here's the deal. Do we trust state governments to really make the best financial decisions? It depends what state you live in, you know, but there are some where it's highly questionable. And so yeah. you make Illinois, a very good point. No. Illinois, yeah. you know, jeez. Yeah. You can mess up yeah. Christmas up there, people. Yeah. I've never seen anything like right. it. Um, so, but... Um, and this yeah. really hedging protection is what the advice you're yeah. giving there. It's like, hey, but some states, I mean, like Tennessee, we have a man, we have a, yep. a constitutional yep. uh, a mandate, mandate for the bu- yeah. for the budget to be balanced. That's right. And so Tennessee, by governance, by by the documents in place, is run better. That's right. Than some of these areas, so yep. that pension is going to be a lot more safe in that state yep. than it is in in Illinois. That's right. Um, and so, but that, that's the. Uh, and I have no idea what Arizona's doing. I, I have a respect for the state of Arizona, so I suspect it's probably pretty good. Much more. But I don't have anything to base yeah, that on other than a feeling. I haven't looked yeah, at it. That's right. And to your so. point, though, even private you know, private sector, the pension is really a thing of the past. So having a real solid strategy that we teach here, we were meeting recently going over the numbers long term. The advice you just gave, I mean, double-check him on this, folks. He's right. Uh, if you just look at that investment strategy that we teach here at Ramsey Solutions – it's going to pay off long term, and so don't rely on just the pension. I think that's incredible advice. That's extra, not yeah. a whole lot extra, but it's a little bit of gravy. And as you get your house paid off, and you're in baby step seven, you know you're going to max out everything. Everything. Anyway. So, um, and you're going to have really sweet stuff aside from the pension. Mm-hmm. And then, as you said, at that point, the pension really becomes gravy. Yeah. But um, you know, when I started uh, thirty years ago, like seventy percent of the company still had pensions. Oh yeah. Now it's probably. 10%. What is the reason for that? Just did, did, It wasn't economically smart for the companies, I'm guessing? Well, the 401k came in like a rage. Yeah, certainly a better And option. guess what? You, you don't have to put any money in if you're the company That's on the correct. 401k. Right. Nowadays, about 80% of the people, 85% of the companies match something mm-hmm. on the 401k, but still costs the company nowhere near what a pension as did. much as funding uh, yeah. a pension as mm-hmm. a benefit. Wow. And so the cost goes way down uh, for the employer. Uh, and the result is actually better for the team members. It's correct. You know, and, and when it's all said and done. Now, the difference with the pension is, you don't. in her case, she's mandatory as to put it in. Yep, that's correct. But in a lot of cases, the employer is completely furnishing, in the old days, the pension. But those days are pretty much gone. So the bad news is it's up to you. The great news is it's up to you. Yes. This is The Ramsey Show. Ramsey personality is my co-host today. We love doing debt-free screams. We extra love doing debt-free screams in the lobby of Ramsey Solutions, and we extra, extra love doing debt-free screams in the lobby of Ramsey Solutions when it's one of our own team members. 
and that's true today. Dylan Foley is with us, and uh, his wife, Kate, they are part of our team, part of our family here at Ramsey, uh, have been for just a little while, but have gotten to be debt-free. Congratulations, guys! Thank you. Thank so you. proud of y'all. Very cool. All right, tell people how much debt you paid off. We paid off 120000 Very cool. And how long did this take? It took three years. Good for you. And I won't ask your income because half your team is standing around. That would be completely <laughs> tacky and unfair. It's probably tacky and unfair that I do it to other people, but I'm not going to do it to you. So uh, way to go, guys. Now, Thank tell you. us your story. You started here how long ago? I started in September, Dave. Okay, just the other day, it feels like. Yeah, it Coming up on your first year, though. Coming up. And what do you do here? Remind everybody. I, I work with Smart Dollar. I'm a relationship manager with Smart Dollar. Which means you? I manage relationships, work with clients, um, uh, in the HR world um, with with different companies uh, all over the U.S. Yeah, where companies are wanting to put Smart Dollar, which is our, our program in as an HR benefit to have their employees learn how to handle money. Yeah. And it's called Smart Dollar and uh, has the Every Dollar product tied with it and everything. And so all, everything from small businesses to huge companies like Costco or T have had this, all their employees go through it and uh, pay for it as a benefit for their team, and you help people do that. Yes. Okay, just making sure I get this right. Because <laughs> I'm supposed to turn this into an ad for your boss, right? Okay, so just making sure we get this dialed in. Way to go, man. So Thank proud you. of y'all. Okay, $120,000 in debt was what kind of debt? So it was a little bit of credit card, uh, a little bit of medical debt, and the big chunk of it was uh, student loans. Oh. My student yeah. loan. Yeah. Your student loan. Yep. Yeah. Okay. So yep. what do you do? I'm a nurse. Oh, very cool. Yep. Okay. So how much of the 120 was student loans? It was about 100. Okay. Yeah. How long have y'all been married? Uh, three years. Okay. Yeah. All right. And this, uh, did you move here to take this job for Nashville? Yes. Yes. From, from the Bronx. Oh, wow. Oh. Big culture change. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, small one, small. Yeah, one. from yeah. hot pretzels to grits. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> nice, well played, Dave. Like Very that. well played. Yeah. I like that. That's good. Way to go, guys. Okay. Yeah. So um, obviously, it's working out for you. You stuck around. Yes. So good. We're glad to have you. Good stuff. And uh, you had to be well. You're well into this journey. Almost two years into the journey when you come here. So tell us your story. How did you end up here? And how does that weave into the whole story? Yeah. So Dave, I was a uh, full time musician. Uh, for a little while uh, back in my single days and uh, I was playing um, all over and I was actually on a trip up to Buffalo with with an accordion player and he uh, he said Dylan you know we got the seven hour trip do you mind if I uh, catch up on some talk radio I'm like yeah sure sure so uh, so he puts on the Ramsey show and uh, and we listened to that for We're big with accordion players. Well, <laughs> a wild, crazy group. They, they, the accordion people love us. Yeah, we got we got a real we got that di- that group dialed in. <laughs> what do you play? I play the fiddle. Oh, oh yeah, that's perfect. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, good. That's yeah. great. Good accompaniment. Okay, so cool. Yeah. All right. And what made you decide to move to Nashville? Oh my gosh. Well, uh, I, part of it was getting out of New York during the COVID times. Oh uh, you know, yeah. Kate, Kate being a nurse and uh, oh, yeah, you were stuck, weren't you? Yeah, yeah. I was in the middle of it up there. You know, we yep. we started working the program in 2019 after we got married, and then 2020 COVID hit, and it was just uh, it was hard. It was really hard. You know, uh, Kate had um, two miscarriages, and uh, you know, it was just uh, it was a really hard time. And but we got COVID. And we of got course. COVID too. Well, yeah, of course, of course yeah. right? And there's not and there's not a lot of fiddle and accordion work at that time either. <laughs> no, this is true. This yeah, is true. So. Yeah, yeah, it definitely dried up. Yeah, music yeah. stuff. 
Wow. So, so uh, Nashville's a whole complete culture change. Mm-hmm. So are you refugees or is this now home? Oh, this is home. This is home. This is home. <laughs> 110%. Uh, yeah. So. Okay. Very, very cool. Not to mention, Dave, there's a fiddle every other house here in Tennessee. There yeah, he has no trouble yeah, yeah. no trouble finding other p- yeah. fiddle players. Yeah. Now, those accordion guys, they're a little We're more rare. Sure about that. Yeah. All right. So you, he, he turns on talk radio, and you come home and tell her, we're going to try this. Well, yeah. Yeah. So that, you know, I was, this was before Kate. I was, I was, oh. on, I was on tour, and I, I started working the plan myself and um, managed to um, – get out of debt at the time and then we met and then we got married and then we started working the plan so yeah okay all right and so, so you knew what to do with that hundred thousand dollars in student loan when you met her it, it was go time yeah. yes it was yeah. go time came on and yep. it didn't, t- didn't have talk didn't have to talk you into it i guess not really no i was <laughs> okay. ready all right very cool all right now that you've done it what do you tell people because you get to tell people every day on your job yeah well, well, you know what's the key yeah. to getting out of debt yeah yeah um i would say communication Perseverance, sacrifice, and prayer. Ooh, that's a good so, uh, um, Dylan, write that down. That's your sales pitch, <laughs> <laughs> right there. That yeah. she just dialed it in for you. Yep. Okay, yeah. that's yep. what you can. Yeah. Next time you're talking to an HR manager, some company's deciding whether to have this. This is what they do. Yes. Yeah. And yeah, because this is the real world. That exactly works. Yeah. Say it one more time. Communication, Nation. perseverance, sacrifice, and prayer. That's it. That's a formula for success, yeah. right there. In anything. But and certainly in getting out of debt. Yeah. So, Dylan, what do you say? Uh, well, definitely the prayer, prayer, uh, hope, and don't worry. That's mm. what I was. That's what I was. That was a big mantra during all of this. Was pray, time. hope, and don't worry. Yeah, be anxious for nothing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What were so you? I love that. Let's stay there. When you say don't worry, what were you guys fighting worry against? What were you worried about? Oh man. Well, it was it was just a constant push of you know can we can we do this. Right, it was one hundred twenty thousand. Yeah. It, it felt like a bear. Remember, well, in the in and the and then in the middle of a bear attack, you get like two miscarriages, lose your jobs, COVID, and a government that's gone crazy. <laughs> exactly. Man, but this is a hard time to have a bear attack. Yeah. 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 Man. Wow. Wow. That is perseverance, right there. It really is. You know, it's interesting. You know, this the smart dollar is an incredible benefit for people, and the data shows that when people are debt free and don't have money worries, they're able to come to work and actually focus on the task at hand and to excel. Both of you on the other side of this, uh, what is it like for you now to be a nurse, uh, dealing to the, do what you do without the stress of debt? What's it like? Oh, so much freedom. There's so much freedom in it. It's so refreshing, you know, yeah. to not have that worry. Yeah. And you don't have to stay in a toxic environment you've got choices yeah you know and you don't you know they start going cray cray you know at, at, at it wouldn't happen here but it could happen at the other place <laughs> you, you can just go see ya yeah oh man it's really true though when you're not worried uh about debt you go i can get a paycheck somewhere else i'm not going to stay in a place that doesn't value me yeah it yeah. changes your career choices. Man, I'm so proud of y'all. You're Thank amazing. You. you got the whole team down here to cheer you on. Yes. Life is good. Very, yeah. very cool. Very, very well done. Well, we've got copies of all the books and stuff for you. You know that drill. Baby Steps Millionaires and Total Money Makeover, all to help you. And uh, you've already been through financial peace, but we'll give you another one. You can give that to somebody as a, a free giveaway, one of your buddies or something. And uh, so we're so glad you're here on the team. You're obviously a sharp young couple. Honored to have you. Great. Thank, Thank you. Thank you so much. Very, very, very well done. All right. Dylan and Kate from Nashville. Oh, wait. Wait a minute. There's a, is, is, is 
Uh, no, you're Kate. I'm sorry, Dylan and Kate. I got it backwards. Okay, I'm <laughs> losing my mind. I thought there was a kid. I'm, I'm, I'm looking at the parentheses wrong. I'm sorry on my notes. All, my bad. All right, Dylan and Kate, part of the Ramsey team. Goodness gracious, Dave. 120000 paid off in three years. We're not going to tell their income. Count it down. Let's hear a debt-free scream. Three, three two, two, one. one. We're, We're debt-free. Yeah. That's how it's done. You know, that is a real-life example of the migration that has occurred in our country um, to where she can now be a nurse and he can work and he's in a town where there's lots of musicians and uh, they wouldn't have been here if it hadn't been for you know several of those things that ganged up on them but they said hey we got to go do something different and look at them starting a new life good stuff good stuff this is the Ramsey Show Scripture of the day, Psalms 149.4. For the Lord takes delight in his people. He crowns the humble with victory. Eleanor Roosevelt said, we do not have to become heroes overnight, just a step at a time, meeting each thing that comes up, seeing it not as dreadful as it appears, discovering we have the strength to stare it down. Yeah. You know, it's funny. I think Eleanor Roosevelt probably had better quotes than her husband. Oh, without a question, she gets more print uh, after her life in presidency, his presidency. And see, there's a good Democrat. <laughs> see, we, we, we're we good to Democrats sometimes. So got to have some fun with this. But now my favorite quote of hers, and I, I don't know if I can get it exactly right, is the um, great minds uh, or small minds talk about people. Uh, mediocre minds talk about events and great minds talk about ideas mm, yeah or something about like that that's very close to it um but yeah the, this you know talking about people mm-hmm. you know that's always the smallest mind in the room yeah, yeah. and the big mind the the, the the noble mind will be talking about ideas you yeah. know discussing ideas yeah. arguing ideas and uh instead of just name calling and flame throwing yeah Chris is with us. Chris is in Hendersonville, Tennessee. Hi, Chris. How are you? I'm good, Dave. How about yourself? Better than I deserve. What's up? Well, I uh, I, I call you with, I feel like it's a good problem to have. We, uh, Me and my wife, we've been married uh, three months now or so. We have a two-year-old daughter. I opened a business about, going on about one calendar year ago, and I mean, it, it's, uh, I'm, I mean, I'm making more money than I would ever thought possible. Good for you. My question for you is I have, you know, I've only got really three debts. I have a car, $65,000 in a car for her. I have a, a vehicle myself, $33,000 what I owe in it. And we have a house, uh, $405,000 out on the house. The only catch on the house is 
being self-employed, the house is a 5-1 arm mortgage at current current rate is 4.25%. We bought it about uh, actually right when we got married. We got married and moved into our house. Uh, so we're three months into the house. Um, my question is... What do you is, make? Uh, about, uh, my wife makes about 55000 I make about 410000 now. Why do you still have so, car debt? Well, here my well. So here's my thing. The first year that I was in business, uh, uh, you know, I bought equipment, I bought things to help my business pay for it cash, and the rest of it, I was just redneck rich. We went out to fancy dinners. We went everywhere. We bought everything. Four hundred thousand dollars worth. Yeah. Well, not. I mean, I have about sixty thousand in savings. You're saying 400000 was your profit on the business last year that you paid uh, taxes on? No, well, yes. Uh, 400000 was my income. I pay, uh, all I have overhead now is fuel and, you know, that's taxes. I'm a, sing, I'm a single employee. I don't have any employees or anything. Okay. All right. So, so my, how much money? Do you have I, any money? Yeah, I've got about, about 60000 give or take, in the bank sitting there. Yeah, pay off um, her car today. Okay, my, and then go pay off the other, or pay off the thirty-three thousand dollars car today, and then go pay hers off next month. Okay, my my question essentially was: Do I, being self-employed, uh, make I make very good money now? I feel. Do I throw everything that I have at the mortgage, being a five-one, or do I kind of pay it normal or pay it a little hard and put money in the bank, and then at the towards the end of the five-one? pay it off real hard and that way if there is any sort of a recession not huge i mean I, how projectable I how projectable stable do you think this income stream is um if if i make 400 now and it, it and we get a recession i think i may be able to it may drop down to 220 ish you know about half but i mean that's still great money i feel yeah but i mean i'm in the concrete business so i mean there long as there's still some sort of construction we still are going to be doing work okay wow and you're again i'm going to verify because i want to make sure i've got your business acumen straight you're saying this 400 is taxable income that you yeah, pay four, taxes yeah. on not, yeah i make about 1800 dollars a day it's not your gross I, I, it's not uh, your gross 1800 dollars a day is your gross revenue yeah gross you have business then, expenses out of that what is your net the, profit uh I, I literally only pay fuel Fuel and taxes is what I pay per day, and okay. then the rest is profit for me. Okay. All right. Wow, that's wonderful. Okay. So, because whatever the equipment is involved, you've already paid for it, I, and so that's no I longer. Pay, yeah, I paid cash for I, that. Yeah. Was, that you got, was some, you got some repairs year. here or there or whatever on that, but yeah. nothing major. Little okay. stuff. Yeah. yeah the All first right. year was paying. The first year, I mean, the equipment's one hundred and about one hundred fifty thousand dollars. Okay. Here's what I want you to do. Year. All right. You you you've explained this uh, beautifully and ken i think he's analyzed it well in that um he feels like he uh uh just reached up and got the gold ring you know i mean and it's, it's almost surprising to you that you're making this kind of money i hear that in your voice oh, oh gosh i'm yeah. i'm shocked yeah and you feel blessed and that's a good that's a good position to be emotionally now what i want that Pretty to lead good. you to do is instead of letting that lead you to be sloppy I want it. To, I want you to feel the weight of the responsibility of that kind of money, mm-hmm. and, and which is yep. kind of the opposite end of the spectrum of redneck rich. Okay, 
Yes, sir. And so that's going to involve, like, I'm going to start treating this very, very seriously like I'm a rich guy, because you are, okay? And now I've got to, now what is the smartest thing I can do so that when this story is over, you have $20 million? And if you'll behave and, and have a nice life, I'm not talking about live in a cave and collect lint, but I am talking about, you know, just behave and, and be diligent and intentional with every one of these dollars, you, you easily could have $20 million when this story's finished. Okay. But you're going to have to just do, all I want you to do is just do everything on purpose instead of waking up with a financial hangover when this is over. And I, I totally understand. My my question would have, you know. Yeah, and that means pay off these cars and turn around and pay this house off. You make four hundred k, act like you make a hundred, and let's clear a bunch of this debt. And you're sitting there with paid for cars, paid for house. Now there's nothing left to do but incredible generosity, enjoy life, and invest for the future. And I like you, that. that. And you can do good. all three beautifully. And I'm talking like thirty six months from now. I mean, that sounds great. That, yeah. that makes me smile thinking about it. Just, you know, but, but that means you're not going to be living like you've been living for the past two years. Oh, I, well, honestly, okay. I ran out of stuff to buy. I, I mean, I, I, I can tell. I listened to you, you know, on and off, especially before <laughs> I had a business. I, I made about 55000 a year. My wife made about the same as what she made. And I took a risk, opened my business, yeah. and... It, it so, so we're talking about, let's just use some round numbers just to wrap this up, okay? Here's what I'm doing in my head for you, all right? I'm hearing 450 and 400 on the house and 100 on cars. Did I hear that right? 450 income. Yes, That's it. Yeah. Okay. And so if you lived on 100, that'd be 350, not counting taxes. Yeah. And that pays off $100,000 worth of cars really, really fast. You got some money in the bank. We already paid off some today. And, yeah. and then... It's going to pay off the rest. Um, you know, you're not going to knock that house out. I'm telling you, 36 months is doable. Can you see that? Oh, I, I understand. So I, my my question was with with you know the recession with the with I don't the, have any idea what that's I, going to do to your business. That's why I was asking you about oh, yeah. that. If you think the recession to, is going to slow down so much, you're not going to get the concrete work, and it's going to go down to 220. So what? Keep living on 100, and it slows down how fast you get the house paid off. Whoopty doopty. House is still going to be paid for in under four years. And you're still young, and you still have tremendous upside potential on this income. He's in a sweet spot. Yeah, he's going to crush it. But, you know, I'd get out of that. I think the question is, does he want to get out of that arm quickly or just pay it off before the arm runs off. out? I just pay it off. Yeah, so there's your answer. You know, you, you pay it off. For it, you, you know. If you're going to take 10 years to pay it off, go get it refinanced. Yeah. But you're not. You shouldn't if you do this irresponsible because you make so stinking much money. Clean it up, man. Yeah. Clean it up. You'll be glad you did. You'd be glad you leaned into this and made this a project. Treat it like you're managing a concrete project. Knock it out. Get her done. Hey, man, thanks for the call. That puts this hour of the Ramsey Show in the books. We'll be back with you before you know it. In the meantime, remember, there's ultimately only one way to financial peace, and that's to walk daily with the Prince of Peace, Christ Jesus. Hey folks, Ken Coleman here. Did you know The Ramsey Show is one of the most popular podcasts in the world? Get your daily dose of advice on life and money. Check out all of our shows from The Ramsey Network wherever you listen to podcasts.